Dear Chicago. Drove to Chicago. Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Ricky. This is Adam. And I'll, I'll get you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> we record in uh, Rogers, Rogers Park, Park, Illinois. This is episode seven twenty-three. Oh wait, Rogers Park. Bang bang. Bang. That's, that's our that's our new motto here at Foul Monkeys. Um, you guys, we have a special guest this weekend. Her name is Catherine. Say hello. Hello. Is it? Oh, you might want to be a little closer to the microphone. Okay. There you go. Um, <laughs> so we, Adam and I decided that we were going to do this like whole interview thing, like interview yeah. people for the show. I've never really done it before. I've had people on the show, but um, like you're the first person I ever, like I thought, I was like, oh, I want Catherine to be on the show. Right. I I don't know why, but I know when I first met you, I met you through Brad and Waylon. Brad and Waylon were doing was doing this show, mm-hmm. and you moved here, right? Or mm-hmm. you visited first? I moved, or moved. I moved here and stayed with them before I moved into my dorm at college. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a good little getting used to. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry that you're lower than us. It's not because you're like a woman or anything like that. So. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I promise it's not. I just don't have proper seating for you right now. It's all now. good. We're, we're this guests. is a super technologically it is studio fancy, that we're in right, right now. <laughs> um, so we thought we'd have you on as a guest to give some opinions. We have some questions for you later on. And then just talk about general everything's everyday stuff like we yeah. do. Everybody, so I was in a cab on the way here and... It was this lady was talking about like, first of all, it was a uh, like a Uber pool lift line. I can't remember which one I got, Um, but she was asking the girl in the front seat like what she was doing this weekend, whatever, making small talk, and then she was like, "Oh, um, myself, I have to study the scripture this weekend." Like the driver, and I was like, "Oh," hmm. and then she was talking about how like she has to review like the Watchtower. Like, you know those, like, pamphlets From that they give out, like... Jehovah's, oh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses, yes. yes. I was thinking Stephen King. <laughs> That's the Dark Tower. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, and I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of weird. Um, and then she was like, oh, where are you headed? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm going to record a podcast. And she was like, what about? And I was like, oh. And then I was kind of like, well, like, not really anything. It's like, it's like the Seinfeld of podcasting. It kind That's of is. I was like, well, we just talk about like current events and like our opinions and things that happened. And she's like, what's the name of it? I'd love to listen. Yeah. I drive around all day. No, 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 ma'am. <laughs> You're not interested. I promise. <laughs> Usually I'm like, ah, oh, it's about gay shit. Yeah. <laughs> about being It's queer. pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, so Catherine, tell us a little more about yourself. Um, of course, people don't know you, so they yeah. would like to get to know you. Um, so I'm from California originally, San Diego specifically, um, and I moved here for school and I feel like every time I tell someone that I'm, I stayed here after college, they're like, why didn't you move back to California? And Mm. 
it's a cost efficient thing and also i i do theater and that is one of my main things and unfortunately it's not my full-time thing but hopefully soon it will be not hopefully it will it will be oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) um but i came to school i went to school at paul to study something called dramaturgy which is Ooh, I need to know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way I describe it, actually, the way that one of my professors described it, he would say it's like you're a story detective when it comes to a play. So, like, if someone wants to do Romeo and Juliet and set it in, like, post-World War One Austria, I'm the person they come to. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, and it I... Is super fun. I kind of need to see that show now. I know. I'd be <laughs> interested. Be amazing. <laughs> If anybody out there wants to uh, finance that, right. yeah. get in touch. You know where to find us. <laughs> so they no- they notify you to like write the play or to give you research facts about the play? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I kind of am a scholar when it comes to stuff like that. Um, and the lovely thing is, is having gone to DePaul and gone to school for it, um, one of the great things is that I have access to all of those like scholarly articles still through Nepal, which is lovely. Mm. So I just read a lot of really dense, boring <laughs> material. And what I do is I basically try and make it as consumable to a general population as possible. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're excited about it. And sometimes they get creative and like do like displays for audience members to see when they come into the space or like we play games to like learn information and facts about the show when I'm like talking to the actors and the design team about it. So, so it's kind of like, okay, I can never remember <laughs> the name of the book, but it's, it's something, uh, pride and prejudice of zombies or yeah. whatever. It would be something like that. You would like, you would give them the facts because basically they took an old story and put new pop culture zombie twist mm-hmm. on it. So yeah, it would be the same kind of thing you could say Romeo and Juliet, but in World War One era. Yeah, and okay. it doesn't it doesn't just have to be like altering an existing work. No, uh-huh. um, some of the biggest help that I've had from a dramaturgy. Um, it just sounds so fancy. It is. It, it's, it's super German. fancy. I've never heard of it, so it's kind of like ooh, exotic. I, like to me. I didn't know what it so. <laughs> I didn't know what it was until I started doing non-musical theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I did a world premiere play when I was in uh, grad school Ooh. in Southern Illinois. And it was about uh, Copernicus. It was called Copernicus Rising. And it's actually a Chicago-based playwright now um, who actually writes more um, bizarro fiction. Oh. He's a published bizarro fiction author. We can have him on at some point, too. He'd love to talk. He's crazy. Michael Allen Rose. Okay. I'm going to send him some info about us now that I <laughs> that thought about amazing. it. Anyway. He lives here, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. No, he lives here. Um, Is he afraid to come to Rogers Park? Mm, no, but I think he lives in like Ukrainian village. So it's going to be a Ooh, hike. That's a hike. Yeah. Um, well, let him know we don't pay. We're not unionized. We do not I'll give, give him like $5. We'll make him some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but our, our, our dramaturg, um, made us like a book that was like this is the historical context of each of these characters who wouldn't ordinarily like have interacted mm-hmm. um like uh Tuco Braha was in it and like Simone de Beauvoir and like those people oh, didn't wow. interact with Nicholas Copernicus mm-hmm. um so it was like him in like kind of like a dreamscape sort of thing yeah. so the dramaturg was like this is why all of these people are important this is kind of like how they would fit together mm-hmm. and like we got this big like there were like pop-up things in it 
it. Like oh it gosh. was like a book that had like pop up stuff in it, and it was awesome. So they must have had a budget. I <laughs> like. <laughs> well, I mean, I like rarely. when it was it was in school. I was in grad school, okay. so we did have like state money. <laughs> <laughs> Super fancy. Um, so when you do this for people, is it normally at a fee or is it like included in their, uh, I guess their budget for their play or their play or their show or whatever the case may be? It depends on the, on the theater company. Like I, I'm also a casting director for a storefront theater up North. Mm -hmm. And so traditionally I do dramaturg with them and it kind of monetarily combines with my casting fee that they pay me okay um but i do freelance uh i've been freelancing quite a bit with other companies and they'll send me a contract and they'll be like here's what we're gonna give you and in the past when i first came out of school i was like oh i just want to work but i had a lovely professor who was like you have to get paid something every time you work because sometimes i'll spend like 10 12 hours just reading stuff and can like combining stuff and just making it readable to people and it's work i mean so now i if they can't pay me money i'm like just feed me through tech week just like (laughs) (laughs) or like give me like a travel stipend because i live in logan square and it's such a weird place to like travel to other companies so well i didn't know you lived that far south yeah for some reason i thought you were like up near like um Loyola or somewhere. Oh, I was in Lincoln Park for the longest time and just can't be in that college campus, like family filled area anymore. (laughs) Do you find it hard? I, a lot of actors that I talk to find it hard to live like in Logan Square because so much of the theater is concentrated in the North. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I have a lot of friends who live in Logan Square who work a lot up North Mm -hmm. and like, some of them have cars, which is a lovely thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like commuting for me when I get out of rehearsal at 1030 at night yeah. and then I have work at eight o'clock in the morning is rough. And yeah. I need to not spend as much money on Lyft and Uber. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, well, I'm sure it's cheaper amen. than a car, though, right? Yeah. And it's tax deductible if oh. I do my artist fees. Right. Like if I, nice. if I, yeah, if I write yeah. off everything properly, I need to do better about that. Oh, my God. Me too. Yeah. I need if to I ever that. get audited, Can girl, I like <laughs> I need to use that for doing this show. I could be like, you, oh, you are I'm, an artist. I had to pay somebody to come have a lift, so I, I need to write this <laughs> off. Um, and would you guys say North? Do you mean like Skokie, Waukegan? No, no. I would here, say like further. Andersonville and Edgewater. Oh, I mean, like I work, okay. I work at Red Twist Theater, which is off the Bryn Mawr Red Line stop. Like it's a storefront theater, mm-hmm. and like it's it's a lovely area to be in. And mm-hmm. Just like I love that theater, but ever since I moved to Logan in June, it's it's a trek, especially a in trek. the winter. The winter is the worst when love. you're getting out at ten thirty and you're just like, I'm really exhausted from rehearsal, and now I have maybe an hour and a half commute to get home right now. It's just. I know how you feel. I used to, well, I mean, not really, but I used to live in Bucktown mm-hmm. and like t- just to come up to like big chicks, it was like, oh, fuck this, you know, because what I used to do is take the blue line, transfer to the red line, come up north mm-hmm. because those are the only two lines that run 24 hours. Yeah. So then I would get out at big chicks because I was a person that at the time refused to take a yeah. cab. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm paying this money to go on this like 
transportation card, so I'm going to fucking use it. Yeah. But then it's like, mm, I'm tired of getting home at four in the morning. And I'm also tired of seeing like, people pee in the tunnel and just like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, especially that late at night, you definitely see some very interesting things. Uh, and on like the 24-hour buses, too, they're... No, ma'am. I can't do it. I, I was I was contemplating, because I really want to watch the series premiere of, uh, not series, season premiere of Drag Race next Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I want to do it at Big Chicks, but like, ugh, Friday night, Big Chicks. <laughs> like, that's yeah. a commitment. Like, I have to like really plan my <laughs> night out if I'm going to do you that. You don't someone clo- somewhere closer to you that would maybe play it? Mm-hmm. No. no I live in hipster, like, like capital of Chicago yeah. right now, and... There's really good record stores and tattoo parlors there. there yeah. There's a good coffee shop there, too. It's, um, I forget the name of it, though. It's, we on, actually... I, it's where I got fucking pickpocketed. <gasps> what? But the coffee was good. Oh, God. Was it <laughs> worm... That coffee was worth it. Was uh, it Wormhole, that place with the it's DeLorean? On the it's like on a corner. Um, I keep wanting to say it's called Gaslight. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, is it yeah. Gaslight? Yeah, it's Gaslight Coffee. Okay. Yeah. Which is... It's really cool inside. And then I walked outside to get on the bus and I got pickpocketed. Jeez. I mean, that's some shit. (laughs) And I was like, I'm in Logan Square. That's kind of pissy. You know, I mean, I don't think it's like horrible there. No, it's not. Some lucky dude got my iPhone, knew what he was doing, turned it right off so I couldn't find it. Oh my God. That is. Well. So. But I'm not bitter. There are. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that? that was like four years ago. Ricky. It was. There are better. So just just a fun thing. There's a coffee shop that opened up near my house almost a year ago now called Damn Fine Coffee. That's a Twin Peaks oh. inspired coffee shop. I heard about this place. I love it. They're amazing. Like their their wall is the black and white. Yes. Um, and their bathroom is like all woods, like oh. wallpaper. And they do like. Twin Peaks inspired drinks and they're just also like what they'll do is they have half what coffee is like their home roaster so that's what they used to do all their drinks but every month they'll bring in a different coffee roaster from around the country mm-hmm. and do pour overs and like espresso shots and stuff as like a specialty so you get to like try a bunch of different coffee. Oh that's See, nice. I have a problem like <laughs> I don't know how to order coffee and I don't know a different I like I'm still trying to learn the language. Like, I know what an Americano is and a red eye is, but, okay. like, when I'm like, oh, give me a whatever with three espressos, pour over with no foam, blah, 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 I'm like, oh, it's too much. Just give me a coffee. We'll you go know? somewhere and we'll experiment with some stuff. Mm. I really like... We should go to this place. We should go to that awesome. place. It's we'll cute. get in your car and go, yeah. <laughs> especially because it's far yeah. away. I was going to say, I really like, um, if I'm going, like, there's La Colombe in um, Andersonville is yeah. great. Um, delicious, but um, if I'm gonna go like out of my way to get something I really really like, uh, Dark Matter is my jam. Love Dark Matter. I've heard of that. Is it down? They have one downtown. I think they have one downtown, but I go to the one on Belmont. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's one in Ukrainian village. It's it's close to the Red Line. Yeah. It's like down by like where like there's like a Native Foods and like a Chipotle down there. Yeah. Kind of, okay. Like a little I know bit. Where that is. Yeah. Um, but it's delicious they have barrel aged coffee too they do they um barrel aged they have a coffee my favorite coffee that they serve is called unicorn blood and it's i have to go there now so good um and then they do like they did like a a bourbon barrel aged unicorn blood Mm -hmm. that i can't remember what it's called like mastodon or something yeah yeah yeah. so you know what does it have like a flavor or is it taste like 
wood or like what's <laughs> what's what's barrel i mean what do they do to make it they age it in like a aged. bourbon barrel so yeah. something that's already been used to age bourbon they so, put the coffee oh, beans in yeah. in that barrel so you got like the woodsy flavor but you've also got a little bit of the bourbon, bourbon flavor oh so yeah. it's not the actual liquid coffee they're putting in there it's no, just the beans it's the beans okay. yeah. yeah i was trying to i was thinking <laughs> i was like wait how are they doing the coffee like liquid and then you know, how does no, that work? girl. <laughs> I wonder if they could though. I wonder how that would work. You think the coffee would go bad? I feel like it would and... probably be gross mm-hmm. after a while. I don't know. I'm not unless it's cold. Unless they kept it cold. Mm. And maybe you've just maybe we struck have a new gold. thing going on here. Yeah, we're rich. We're rich. <laughs> we're already rich. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, I think you need to move closer to your microphone or something. I... Oh something... my god, I can't that's really... much better. Oh my god, I don't know what. <laughs> I, Mister, I've been doing this for ten years. I don't. You need know what? Headphones. You know what? You have an infection right now, and I think I your do. ears are off. <gasps> How dare you? No, Shade. I was having ear issues. We can talk about. We were talking about sickness earlier before we started recording. Oh my God, everyone in this room but me have had some kind of like crazy thing that. <laughs> I, well, I so I had like viral tonsillitis this week to the point where like my tonsils were blistered and I couldn't swallow. I almost. I was very close to going to the emergency room because I couldn't drink water. And George was like, you're going to die. You're going to be dehydrated. And I was like, not for like one day. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And- um, <laughs> but then I um, I could I could swallow jello. That so. like shards of glass feeling oh is my God. like the worst. When I lived with Lauren, I was misdiagnosed with uh, like I, they said I didn't have strep. Throat. I don't know. I just know that it was fucking hurting. Mm-hmm. And after three days, I was like, um, there's really something wrong here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I really think it's because I first moved to the city and I was like touching everything. Like the first six like to eight months. I, had, I like, bet you were eyes. touching everything. <laughs> How dare you? Like the first like nine or ten months here, I had pink eye three times. Oh my God. I mean, it was like, you know, because I wasn't used to like touching stuff mm-hmm. and then like washing my hands right away. Now I'm like, I'm not touching anything on the train yeah. or the bus yeah, or a rail. I just try not to touch anything. But yeah. um. I had that same thing, and Lauren was like my nurse. Like I, I was literally like crying on the couch. I was like, well, that's like I that. rolled up starving in my doctor's office, and like for I got used to not eating surprisingly quickly. Like I was like, all right, whatever. Like that's you're fine. Ethiopian so quick, but <laughs> no, no. we it, it's a joking. It's I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> Oh my god, you oh made me feel god. horrible. You're so <laughs> I'm ashamed to know you. Anyway, um I keep losing track of thought probably because I am on Vicodin. Right. Um which I don't I have a pretty high tolerance for most like painkillers and drugs and stuff like that. When I got my wisdom teeth out, my mom had to take the Vicodin away from me because I was like it's not working and I just kept taking more and more oh. and she was like girl no. <laughs> and um um, you were talking about not being able to drink water for yes. a day. Had to go back to the doctor. Yes. And it was, what? Is no, you said you lost like, your oh, train oh, of thought. Oh, 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 um, oh. Well, that's why <laughs> wow. I'm on Vicodin, because it was so, um, it was so painful. Like, oh. he was like, are you, like, going to be able to swallow this pill? And I'm like, I, if it's going to help me, I'll get it down. But. Hey. <laughs> they don't have it in liquid form? You would think they would. I Well, I had cough syrup that mm, had codeine. codeine in it. And, but it burned. <laughs> I couldn't swallow that. That burned going down. 
So it was actually easier for me to swallow a pill. Jeez. Yeah, it was horrible. It was I've had a terrible fucking week um, with that. And but the dogs were very caring. Aww. They always are. Dogs know when you're yes. sick. They do. They were very upset and like up my ass constantly. It was fantastic. <laughs> Except for like I posted on Instagram, I um, had a popsicle. And as soon as I had a popsicle, they were like, that's ours. Right. Like, I don't care if it's helping you feel better. Like, I'm going to have a lick of that popsicle. <laughs> so you guys were both talking about how you had mono, right? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I I want you to tell your story again because I was like, oh, my God, that's like crazy. It was ridiculous. So I almost two years ago now, it'll be in May. Um, I like thought I had a sinus infection because I'm one of those lovely people who has like chronic sinus infections that just come up every once in a while. And I went to my new primary care physician and... I was like, I'm not feeling so well. And, and I was like, this is what I think I have. And I actually, I didn't tell you guys this before, but I got scolded by the nurse for self-diagnosing before I even went into the doctor. Everyone does that. Yeah. It's I mean, like, it's called WebMD. Yeah. No, right. we're right. in that day and age where it's just like, I want to know what's wrong with me. Like, these are my symptoms. Right. What the fuck is up? And like, also, you don't want to pay that, like, cut that, that. Right. Yeah. It's just medical bills suck. Um, but I went to my doctor and he's like, oh yeah, you totally have sinus infection. Here's some moxicillin. And I'm like taking a moxicillin and I'm thinking everything is fine. Five days later, I am like 102 degree fever. I'm like fucking exhausted. And I call my doctor and he's like, you need to go to urgent care. I go to urgent care and they see me and they're like, what are your symptoms? And I'm like, I've like got, like, I can't, I, this is another thing. I couldn't eat like you. Mm-hmm. But, like, I literally could not swallow anything. And, like, it, it, and I also had, they called it when I went to the ER, sorry, spoiler alert. Um, they called it hot potato throat. So it's like you have oh. a hot potato in the back of your throat. And so you sound, because your throat is so swollen, you sound like your, your voice is like, got a hot potato and i don't know how like <laughs> what does that I, sound like um i don't i don't know how to describe it like when they said that i'm like do people put hot potatoes in the back of their throat? like i don't i don't fucking know what you're talking does about does it maybe sound like your uh mouth is full maybe it's kind of like and that yeah. okay. and like, it's a higher pitch noise so, oh, oh maybe yeah. that's what i was talking about when i said i sounded like marley matlin maybe oh well, no yeah. that, i think that's a little more <laughs> muted oh, oh god <laughs> Anyway, we love Marley Matlin. We do we love Marley Matlin. Um, <laughs> so I, I, there's like go to the go to urgent care. I'm in urgent care, and the doctor's looking at me and it's like, "You have a cyst on your tonsil, and I think you have mono. We're gonna do a test. Pretty sure you're gonna have to go to the ER." And as soon as she said that, I passed out. I passed out like maybe for I think she said 15 to five seconds, something mm-hmm. like that. And I woke up and there were like seven nurses around <laughs> me. One was like force feeding me Gatorade. I like was in a complete state of shock. And she was like, do you have a history of seizures? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like never have had one. And um, they're like, we're going to call an ambulance. You're going down to Northwestern. And oh then God. lovely thing about Northwestern is obviously it's like a res, it's like a Grey's Anatomy type hospital yeah. <laughs> where they're like, you've got like seven attendings who are like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think you have. And they all say the exact same thing, but in different ways. Right. Right. I'm like you have mono, and I'm like I I think we figured that out. I got that the sixth time. Yeah, <laughs> and then I like just was pumped with IV and steroids that like 
completely took my my throat down and I actually mm. was like able to drink water and eat solids. And then I had a otolaryngologist, also known as an ear, nose, and throat doctor, like scope me without numbing my my nose or my throat Ugh. to like check on me. And mm. then they released so why me. Why did they numb? Like, did I they think just he didn't forget to do it. Or? I think it's like one of those weird doctors. He also was very hot, and he was moving to break. Like, <laughs> so you would have done anything. I would have done anything. <laughs> I was just like, I'm a mess right now, but like, <laughs> really attractive. And he's like, Oh, I'm I'm going to like do my like. My like final four years in Berkeley, and I'm like California is amazing. I'll follow you anywhere because <laughs> I was so hyped up on steroids and and liquids and just everything. Um, but I think because it's such a weird doctor to have on call in a hospital, mm-hmm. they didn't have numbing spray, or they had to do it very quickly. Um, I can't even remember. And like as soon as I started gagging, that's when he was like, "Okay, we're gonna stop right now." <laughs> that's <laughs> when I they usually don't gag. Yeah. I yeah. promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they usually yeah. do stop when you start gagging. Yeah, it's only polite. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like they released me, and then I had to do a few follow up appointments, and then when I finally went back to my primary care, he was like, "I'm so sorry, I misdiagnosed you." Plus, like the amoxicillin he put me on would have like potentially like made me break out in hives and like have a massive allergic reaction so that's fun so mono isn't like a oh you get over it in two or three days oh my days. god it's no like, it could be no. weeks and weeks right? no i'm talking like when i had it in high first of all i weighed over 300 pounds when i was in high school mm-hmm. and mono made me lose like 90 pounds in like i don't know like 45 days oh Jesus. maybe i need to be on that diet it was i couldn't eat solid <laughs> I don't know food if I'm gonna be in pain though i had i couldn't i couldn't swallow anything i had like a spittoon like i would Ew, have to just like spit my god um i had to sleep sitting up i turned yellow i had jaundice i had mono induced hepatitis epstein bar like i had all this crazy shit so but it was the best diet ever like i really like you're I very thankful great after see i just like i really love food anyone who knows me knows this um like good food like i'm a huge foodie and love new restaurants but like i when they gave me my papers when i when they what is it like let me go from the hospital discharge Discharge. papers it said that i was anorexic because i could not eat yeah for a full week like i literally tried to like do what you did with mm-hmm. dissolving a like piece of cheeseburger from Wendy's <laughs> in my mouth. Yeah. Because I was so hungry. Yeah. But I couldn't freaking swallow. It was the worst. And I just remember seeing that and calling my mom and be like, Mom, I'm anorexic. Dude, what do you like ever think that would happen to me? I'm just like, no, never. I remember crying when my mom because my mom was very good about like not eating in front of me mm-hmm. because I would get upset because I couldn't eat. And I was out of I missed it was between my junior and senior year of high school and I missed all of my finals and like it was bad news bears it was awful and um i remember like probably like three weeks in and um i smelled her making spaghetti like in the kitchen and i started crying and she was like i'm so sorry i just can't do it anymore she's like i have to eat something yeah well i know like when i was sick i like i had been sick for a while and i was going to work i shouldn't have been going Mm -mm. to work Mm -mm. so i went to the emergency room which i was going all the way from where we worked i i like the glenview area Mm -hmm. i don't know if you know where that is but it's like way up north yeah and then so i had to come all the way to bucktown to go to Mm -hmm. my doctor 
And then they sent me to the pharmacy after that to get the medication. And by the time I got to the pharmacist, I was like a hot fucking mess. Like I was trying to talk to them and I just started crying. (laughs) (laughs) Because they said it's going to be about 40 minutes. I can't wait. 40 minutes. I need the medicine now. I need it now. I'm so hungry. Well, they can't give you... They can't give you shit like codeine or Vicodin. Um, they can't have it ready yeah. for you. You have to like walk in with your like signed permission slip. Right. Um, so Blood like, sample. Like yeah. a field trap. Right. right. <laughs> um, and I had been, so I had been to the pharmacy on like Sunday, Tuesday. And then I think I went back like another day um, because they misdiagnosed me at urgent care and said that I had strep and gave me amoxicillin this week. Mm-hmm. And my doctor was like, no, ma'am. Mm-mm. I did not have strep. And then I called my mom. And so when I was little, this is another medical. This is like, what are we going to call this? Hashtag this is medical called, tragedies. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was, I was in second grade, I had a doctor misdiagnose my strep infection in my throat and it moved into my kidneys. And I actually... Um, as gross as this is, like, peed blood. Ew! Yeah. Okay. God. And I was like... You know like, what? You just turned someone on here. Probably. Like, uh, listening to the show, they well, just got totally hard. If yeah. you're... <laughs> just, <laughs> we, got some free, we got some freaky listeners. Vampire water sports <laughs> enthusiasts. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so every time, and like, so I'm... Every time I've ever gotten a strep infection and I call my mom, my mom's like, check your pee. Oh <laughs> like she's really worried about it. But it's... I So it's called glomerular nephritis. Like, and wow. I like almost had kidney failure when I was in like second grade. You guys have all the fancy words. So, um, <laughs> get out your dictionary. Girl. Um, but yeah, no, it's scary. And like when people misdiagnose you, I don't know. I still think we should have sued whoever that was that misdiagnosed yeah. me back in like 1990. I mean, it's scary. You like go to these people and you're like, hey, I have these problems. Can, like, I trust you. Right. And like, I'm also paying you a shit ton of money. Right. Right. Like, can you help me? And that happens. And luckily I had to switch doctors because my insurance plan changed at work. And I was yeah. like, okay, bye dude. <laughs> he also had like a piece of drool, like on oh, his like oh, side of his mouth. Every time I saw him and I'm like, you're a bit of a mess. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you seem like a very lovely man, but like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Take care of yourself Hashtag before you. Doctor, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw this thing now that they just signed a law or like a rule that first year doctors can work 24 hours. Like if they want, if that's they crazy. To. There was, um, I was like, um, there's a big controversy in the UK about them requiring them to work that long. I think that's what if you're like a crazy. surgeon or something that doesn't seem right. Yeah. An exhaustion. Like think like I don't know how much I would like right. trust someone who's been up for twenty four hours straight in the I've, ER. I've, I've seen I've seen Grey's Anatomy, I've seen ER, I've seen House. <laughs> I house. know people get tired yeah. and people die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. In the middle of operations and exactly. stuff. Exactly. I don't need that don't shit. Know. And then also you're all right, for, for twenty four hours you're dealing with fucking sick people. Could yeah. you imagine I can't even deal with Tony for three hours <laughs> when he's sick. But for 24 hours yeah. helping people. Yeah. Like, well, I like, mean, if ugh. it's your job, I feel like maybe I'd be okay with it. Like, if I was getting paid for it, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I got George a thank you card, a t-shirt, and a bag of M&Ms for taking care of me. Aww. Aww. Yes. You can't even eat the M&Ms. I know. <laughs> it was really sad. <laughs> well, and it was kind of like, I could tell he was like, you can't even have any of these. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's yeah, funny. I made really good macaroni and cheese last weekend, like on Saturday night, and I was like, "Woo, I'm gonna have leftovers." I remember you were like, "Oh, we're having macaroni and cheese." Oh my tonight. god! And, and then like, I couldn't eat any of it, so that was super fun. And George oh. was like, "Do you want me to like freeze some of this?" And I was like, "Just eat it." <laughs> so you hate watch him eat it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just like I would stand by his desk while he was having lunch this week and just be like and sniff it <laughs> oh my gosh all right so we're at um about 32 minutes okay we're mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and end this episode and then we have some questions from listeners and then just some questions we made up i also would like to discuss with Catherine the um controversy from a few episodes back about talking about acting and um how that reflects upon our like gender presentation okay yeah that's something i wanted to talk to you about too because i follow you on facebook and i see a lot of um i don't i'm not really like hip to like the labels and stuff but like (laughs) you know cisgender this and like you Mm -hmm. know different uh queer genders and all that stuff which to me the word queer like i grew up in the south Mm -hmm. so i kind of like cringe when I hear it you know so it's like I'm trying to get used to it being a positive thing Mm -hmm. but that's something I want to talk to you about too if you'd like to talk about that yeah definitely so we're gonna go for now bye and we will be back later this is Ricky bye thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys and we hope you enjoyed the show you can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.